First Thessalonians chapter number five, and uh, we're going to look at one verse together this evening. That is verse number 18, and I'd invite you, if you would, stand with me tonight out of respect for the reading of God's Word. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse number 18, and I'm going to ask if we could read it in unison together. The Bible says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's read it together one more time, shall we? In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Father, I pray in these moments that you'd have your will in your way. Lord, please allow your Holy Spirit of God to take the precious word of God and to apply it to our hearts and lives tonight. Help us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. My title for the night is simply this, in everything, give thanks. You know, true thankfulness and thanksgiving is all but lost from our culture. We have replaced a sense of appreciation with a sense of entitlement. And it has infected not just the culture, but the church as well. We have replaced gratitude for what we have with greed for what we do not have. And it used to be, you think about this. It used to be, all right, I'm going to do the whole old man when I was growing up thing. It used to be that the push for Christmas covetousness didn't really start until the day after Thanksgiving. It's It's a holiday, right? What is it called? It's called what? Black Friday. But now, if you have checked your inbox, you've been getting emails from Best Buy, Target, Amazon, Walmart for months. Black Friday sales now. And Christmas covetousness is really all year long. And what used to be a season for Thanksgiving is now hardly a speed bump in our race for more. Now... I'm not here to decry the culture because the lost world's going to act like the lost world. Amen? What I am here to say tonight is that the church should be different from the culture. I am convinced that Christians ought to be the most thankful people on the planet. Because Christians know a fullness of thankfulness and thanksgiving that the rest of the world does not. So it's November 1st. We have officially entered into this season of Thanksgiving. And so I thought tonight would be a good night for us to look at this challenging verse that ought to provide a baseline for how Christians live their lives. And I want us tonight to remember some of the practical importance of giving thanks. Let's read it together in unison, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. The Bible says this, In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Preacher, why is it important to in everything give thanks? Number one, because thankfulness expresses your faith. Thankfulness expresses your faith. Think about this with me. Thankfulness and thanksgiving do not exist in a vacuum. It's not just that we are thankful for something. We ought to be giving thanks to someone. 
It's not just gratitude for the blessings. It is gratitude to the blesser. And ultimately, as Christians, we give thanks to who? Oh, come on, church. I know it's a Wednesday night. but We can do better than this. Ultimately, church, we give thanks to God. Why do we give thanks to God? Because God is good. God is good. God is good. James 1.17 reminds us of that truth. But, uh, verse 17, if you would, Brother David, that every good and perfect gift is from above. Amen? And it comes down from the Father of lights with, with whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. That everything good in our lives comes from God. That God is good, he is only good, and he is always good. So I give thanks to the Lord because he is good. He is good. Who do you think gave you the opportunity to have that job? The brains to gain that wealth. Men, who do you think it was who allowed that woman to fall in love with you? We all know men. We had no business landing someone like her, amen? We give thanks to God because every good thing in our life is from God. Our Heavenly Father is so good to us. Some of my favorite verses, Psalm 84, 11, and 12, I say them all the time. For the Lord God is a son. That means he gives warmth, he gives light, he gives direction, and he is a shield. He gives protection. The Lord will give grace and glory. Read this with me. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Verse 12, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusts in thee. Think about tonight what we deserve. Every one of us deserves to be in hell tonight. Separated from God for all eternity. Think about what we deserve. And then spend some time and think about what we've been given. And think about how He, God, our Heavenly Father, has lavished kindness on us. You see, thankfulness is important because thankfulness expresses your faith. I give thanks to the Lord because He is good. But I also give thanks to the Lord because He is great. Because my God is the sovereign King of the universe. My God is in absolute control. Psalm 103 verse 19 puts it this way. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. The Bible says in Isaiah 46, the Lord says it this way. Verses 9 and 10, remember the former things of old. He said, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. You know, I give thanks to God because He is the sovereign King of the universe. He is in absolute control. When the world feels like it is out of control, it's out of my control and it's out of your control, but it ain't out of His control. God is in control. 
And church, we as his children ought to be thankful that he is. And in reality, what thankfulness is and thanksgiving is, is thankfulness in all things is an expression of my belief in my good and great God who is in control. That since he is in control, I can trust that everything that my, everything in my life has come from or has been allowed by his hand. And I am thankful. Why? Because I trust him. I trust him. I thank the Lord because in everything he is good, in everything he is great, in everything he is gracious. You know, we have precious promises in God's word. One of the precious promises that we have is that in everything he works things for my good. Romans 8 verse 28 puts it this way. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. I trust my Father, and I trust that in His grace, He is truly working all things for my good. And faith and thankfulness and thanksgiving, it understands those facts even when my feelings don't. You know, we face things in life we don't understand. We face things in life that we would rather not. Think of it this way. It's not such a problem anymore, but it used to be things like bedtime were a problem. How do you know kids lack wisdom? Because they don't want to go to bed, right? I mean, can I get an amen? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And they would fuss and fuss and why do we have to? We're not tired. Why do we have to go to bed? And I want to be because if you don't get enough sleep, you're a pain in the butt. But I don't say that because that would not be very pastoral. So I would never say anything like that. Because we need enough sleep so our minds are clear, so we can learn at school, so that we can play and get along and, and have a wonderful day. But, but some of us realize kids don't always get why parents do things the way they do and make rules the way they make rules and give what they give or take what they take. Kids don't get it. But we as parents see the bigger picture. Can I remind us tonight that oftentimes we face things in life that we don't always get. We don't always understand. We don't always like. But our Father always does. And so that means no matter what comes into my life, when I choose to in everything give thanks, what am I doing? I am allowing thankfulness to express my faith that my Father is good, that my Father is great, and my Father is gracious in all things, even when I can't see it. I express my faith in it. Someone once said that if I had the sovereignty of God for, the, for a day, there would be so much I would change. Yet, if I also had the wisdom of God in that day, I wouldn't change a thing. And church, that's why I can be thankful not only in all things, but for all things. You see... Even more challenging than 1 Thessalonians 5.18 is Ephesians 5 and verse number 20. Giving thanks always for all things. Unto God and the Father 
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. But church, why is thankfulness so important? Because it is an expression of our faith in our good, great, and gracious Father. Let's look back at Ephesians 5.18. Amen? You with me tonight? Let's read it in unison together. Ephesians chapter 1, sorry, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18. Back to our text, our, our beginning text. The Bible says this, read it in unison. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's be practical tonight. Why is it important that in everything we give thanks? Because number one, thankfulness does what? Number one, thankfulness does what? It expresses our faith. Number two, thankfulness helps to establish our focus. Not only does being thankful in everything express our faith, but it also helps to establish our focus. Let's be honest. Our lives are a mix of highs and lows, ups and downs, pains and pleasures. And within our ups and downs, our focus will ultimately determine our framework for how we live our lives. I think uh, the old comic strip, Snoopy, Peanuts, one of those comic strips, Snoopy was complaining about dog food. Dog food this and dog food that and dog food this and dog food that. It was a Thanksgiving comic and he, he was complaining about dog food. But eventually at the end, Snoopy comes to the conclusion that it could always be worse. At least it isn't turkey. We have any turkey fans? Okay, but we make it every year. It's good stuff. You choose your focus. You choose your focus. You think about the first Thanksgiving that the pilgrims celebrated. When they celebrated that Thanksgiving, 45 of the 102 had already died. Starvation, scurvy, etc., you know, if half of us had died over the course of a year, probably most of us would not decide to have a celebration. Most of us would want to keep the sackcloth and ashes on and weep and wail and bemoan ourselves. We'd ask somebody to get the harmonica out and we'd just all sing the blues together, right? But what did the pilgrims choose to do? They chose to see the blessings. And thus, thanksgiving was born. Christian, your focus will determine your perspective. The focus that you have on life will determine whether you feel a blessed person or a burdened person, whether you live life like a victor or a victim. It comes down to what you choose to focus on in life. And so what do we do? Try to count the blessings in your life. I, I encourage you, try this would be a wonderful season for each of us to just take time each day and try to count the blessings in our life. Do you know what you'd find? That you just can't count them all. You just can't count them all. Psalm 139, verses 17 and 18, Mrs. Harner shared that these were actually her mama's favorite verses. Oh, how precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. You think about that. The blessings of God to us are more than the sand in number. 
You ever stop and think about how much we take for granted? Proverbs 20 and verse number 12 is, is a verse that reminds me of that every time I come to it. The hearing ear and the seeing eye. The Lord hath made even both of them. You realize God didn't have to give you hearing. God didn't have to give you eyesight. God didn't have to give you legs that worked. God didn't have to give you opposable thumbs to grab things. You think we spill a lot of things now. Imagine if God hadn't given us opposable thumbs. You know what? The number of things that we just flat take for granted that God has given to us in his grace, that we never stop to, to just say thank you, Lord, or even to recognize that they are indeed a blessing from God. Another verse along that lines that challenges me, Psalm 103, verse number 2, the Bible says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You know what? Every one of us can choose to sing the blues. Every one of us can choose to list the bad. Every one of us can choose to feel burdened and like a victim and life's not fair and life's so hard. Yes, it is. And you can live that sad, burdened victimhood your entire life. Or you can choose to stop and see the blessings that God has given you. And count your many blessings. Name them one by one, the psalmist, or the, the, the hymn writer said, count your blessings. See what God has done. Instead of choosing to complain, choose to appreciate. Choose to see the blessings. And what happens is a positive outlook will produce an offering of praise, thankfulness, and thanksgiving. You know what it is? It really is an act of praise and worship to God. Hebrews 13 and verse number 15 reminds us of that. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, it's getting ready to define for us what is the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips giving, what is it? Thanks to his name. You see, somehow our culture and our modern world has tried to be like, well, praise is just some song that you sing, or it's how you raise your hands, or it's lighting, or it's this, or it's that. No, no, no. The sacrifice of praise to God that he's looking for is, is giving Thanks to his name. You see, thankfulness, thanksgiving, and praise and worship, they are one in the same. Psalm 69 and verse 30, the Bible says this. Psalm 69 and verse 30. We can turn there if he doesn't have it on the screen for us. It says this. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Psalm 100 in verse 4 likewise says in a similar fashion, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. You see, thankfulness and thanksgiving is praise and worship. And so when we choose to in everything give thanks, what are we doing? We are choosing to establish our focus on the blessings of God. When you are filled with praise 
Your life is in accomplishing that which it was given to do. Bring glory to God. Think about it this way. God doesn't desire my sacrifice so much as he desires my surrender. God doesn't need me to try harder so much as he desires me to trust wholly. And thankfulness is that fruit of trust to God. I think this, that God is never more honored than when we choose to thank and praise him even when life is hard. So why is it important, church, to in everything give thanks? Number one, why? Because thankfulness does what? Thankfulness is an expression of our faith. Number two, because thankfulness does what? It establishes our focus. Let me give you a third thought. Let's look at the verse one more time, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18. The Bible says this. Read it in unison together with me. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Not only does thankfulness express your faith, not only does thankfulness establish your focus, But I'm telling you, when you are a thankful person, thankfulness also encourages your friends. We've already established we live in a fairly entitled world. And in an entitled world, genuine thankfulness and thanksgiving is a scarce thing. Because when everyone is preoccupied with their rights, we all tend to miss what we have already received. Now, A thankful person isn't blind to all of the ills around them. You know, somebody who chooses to just be willfully ignorant of all of the ills around them, that's that's not what this is. Honestly, that's not genuine thankfulness. That's annoying. But I won't say that because that's not very pastorly either. (laughs) Though thankful people are not blind to the ills around them, Having a thankful heart, a heart that is thankful in everything, allows us to live blessed in all instances. And really, a life like that is like a glass of cool water in a barren desert. Consider this, being thankful in everything giving thanks, thanks, it really is an easy way for you and I to stand out and make a big difference. It is a really easy way for you and I to be salt, for you and I to be light, to point people to our good and great and gracious Father. It really is as simple as just being thankful and in everything giving thanks. And so Christians, we ought to be not just in this season, but in every season, a a distinctly thankful people. Don't be fake. Don't be a hypocrite, but just be thankful. Even in hard things, I'm going to tell you, even in hard things, there is a reason to give thanks. I love the praise that Marion and Steve gave earlier about their grandson. Even in the hard things of a catastrophic car breakdown, there is a reason to give thanks. Amen? You think about this. 
We have an election coming up in just under a week. And uh, how many of us know that here in America in 2020, whatever it is, that election season never stops? Um, that it is just one political ad to the next political ad. And politics is one of those, one of those things that's really easy to get grumpy about, isn't it? I wish they quit calling. I wish they quit doing commercials. I wish they just, ah, da, 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 da. People take all the signs out. Ah, da, da, da. Just grumpy, 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 grumpy. It's really easy to do. But you know, church, may we never forget that you and I have the freedom to be here tonight because of the nation God allowed us to be born into. That there are a lot of men and women that don't enjoy what you and I enjoy. That even in nations that allow people to assemble, we ought to understand that things that I have spoken on in the last six months here at Harvest from God's Word, whether it was from 1 Corinthians or other matters, things that I have said from this pulpit and many other countries, including some civilized countries, quotation marks, like Canada and others, would land me square in the hot seat, if not uh, in, in fun meetings with the authorities. But we can proclaim, thus saith the Lord. Why? Because God has blessed us to have the nation that we have. And may we never forget that in spite of all of the stuff we're going to have to endure for the next year leading up to the presidential election, praise God, we have an opportunity to vote. We have an opportunity to have a voice in the direction that our country is going to take. I'm going to tell you, even in the hard things, there's always a reason to give thanks. Amen? Always a reason to give thanks. You run into hardship. What's there to be thankful about? Well, if you're in hardship, guess what? You're about to see God's faithfulness in a unique and special way. Give thanks. If you're in a hardship, guess what? God has promised to use that hardship to grow you, to mature you, and to conform you into the image of Christ. So guess what? Give thanks. Give thanks. If you've had an opportunity to talk with Mrs. Harner on the phone, you, you know that as difficult as this is, that she's giving thanks for things that God is doing. She, she's thanking the Lord that her mama's in heaven. She's thanking the Lord that her mama got to be a part of those who rejoiced around the throne of God when Josiah got saved. Amen. Now, isn't that a cool thing? That the testimony of, of her mom and those things that had happened is what the Lord used to spur that young man to come to Christ. But, but, but Mrs. Harner's mama being in heaven, we know what? That there is rejoicing around the throne of God amongst the angels of heaven when one sinner repents. Amen. And so she got to be a part of that firsthand. You know what, church? I think if we just stop and we think for half a second, even in the hard things, what are we going to find? We are going to find that even in the hard things, there is reason to give thanks. And I am convinced that the church and Christians ought to be the most thankful people in all the world. 
Now let me give you another thought about how this would be an encouragement to your friends. Because a thankful spirit doesn't just exist. A thankful spirit, thankfulness, I, I like to call thankfulness and love and some of those other things, those are activating verbs. Meaning that, that's something I have on the inside, but it doesn't stop with a feeling. It doesn't stop with just an attitude. It, it works its way out. And so a thankful spirit in my heart will always yield true service with my hands. A thankfulness that starts in the heart will find ways to express itself through one's life. Hebrews 13. We looked at verse 15 earlier. I want to look at it again. Remember this verse, Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. What is that sacrifice of praise? It is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. You know what the very next verse reminds us? But to do good and to communicate not, to communicate or give, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. You see, we go from verse 15 to verse 16. They're connected. They don't exist in a vacuum. And so our thankful heart that offers thanks and praise to God will then do what? Do good and be giving to those around us. Giving thanks, this is giving thanks and giving back will always go hand in hand. That's right. That's true. Giving thanks and giving back will always go hand in hand. And the reality is when we feel that we can't give back, we have lost touch with how much we have been blessed. In everything, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Say it with me. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I wonder tonight if we can just pause and give thanks to our great God. He's good. He's great. He's gracious. Allow the good things of our God to, to frame our focus. If you don't know what else to thank Him for, thank Him for your salvation. Thank Him that though you are a child of hell, He's made you a child of heaven. Though you had a debt you could never pay, Jesus paid it all. And so tonight, if, if, if your life is so heavy that you don't know what else to thank Him for, thank Him for salvation. But I want to encourage you, don't let it in tonight. Don't let it in with the invitation. We, we have got to find ways to, to incorporate giving thanks for everything into our lives, acknowledging the blessing and giving gratitude to the giver of those blessings. So I want to challenge the church in this way. I want to challenge you. This is a challenge for our families or our households. I want you to go to the dollar store or to Walmart or whatever store you go to, I don't care. But you know they make them poster boards, right? You know what I'm talking about? It's in the arts and crafts section. Get you a big poster board. And I want whoever's got the best handwriting in your household to write on it the 
Whatever family is thankful for or praises God for, and then I want you to take the next couple of weeks and every day, every member of the family write at least one thing on that poster board. Kids don't know how to write, you write it on there. Moms and dads, you got little ones, they may say the, the silliest things in the world. I'm thankful for ducks. You write ducks on there because if they're thankful for it, write it on there, amen? Doesn't have to be deep and theological. But what I'd love to see, we're going to have a Thanksgiving praise service the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I want us to bring them in. I want us to bring them in. And just as a church family, bring our thankful hearts and our thankful families into the house of God that night. And just in a special way, give him the praise and honor and thanks due his name. So what's the challenge? I don't know that I'll mention it again. I don't know that I'll remind us 17 times between now and then. Because if we have to be reminded to be thankful, you know, just... That'll be that Tuesday night. And you know what? Maybe even something that simple will just be a practical way for us to incorporate in everything giving thanks, understanding that this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Father, we love